TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am not here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys for the second straight week. Dr. Damien Christoph is absent from the podcast, but he will show up in just a minute because after too much peer group pressure, after we showed or, or played Damien's presentation from our recent Wellness Summit, there's been too much peer group pressure. People want to hear what I had to say at the Wellness Summit and so I, ha- I have succumbed. I said, all right, that's it. I will play for you what I uh, shared at the Wellness Summit on the art of time. Having recently returned from Ikaria, uh, time is something that they have not just mastered but uh, they have uh, they live longer than anyone else on the planet um, and so they're here for more time than anyone else and so how do they do it? What can we learn from the Ikarians and the longevity cultures of the world when it comes to making the most of time, both on a short-term level and on a long-term level. So, uh, you'll hear me talk about these seven-year cycles, which we covered briefly on a recent episode, but that was more about the physical uh, changes that happen in our body. Um, In this episode, I talk more on how to master the art of time over the course of your life. You may be able to hear Tommy having a little play in the backyard there. So, this gets a little bit deep and meaningful and um, it's something that I very much feel passionately about is that uh, how do you spend your time? It is the one thing that we have in uh, equal amount every single one of us all around the planet and so what makes some of us spend it a bit more wisely than others so enjoy this episode next week Damo and I return and just as exciting next week we open the doors to Ikaria 2019 our longevity experience to the island where people forget to die officially is open next week Um, all the details next Monday and uh, what I can tell you a little birdie might be that next year's uh, event happens in September 2019 so look at your calendar September 2019 all the details are being shared with you next week. Okay, so enjoy this episode of 100 Not Out. Let us throw to the great Damien Christoph. All right, everybody. Some of you have traveled far and wide for this one moment. I know I did. I traveled all the way from Brighton. It's taken me ages to get here this morning, about 15 minutes. This guy is one of my best mates. When I think about him, my heart fills up with joy. My tummy rumbles a little bit. I think about all of our holidays that we've, we take with each other and all the great times we, we share with our families. And, um, and we have a podcast together called 100 Not Out. Who listens to 100 Not Out? Without this guy, the Wellness Summits wouldn't be what they are today. Um, Brett, Lawrence and I obviously got the show on the road, but he made the show. He's the energy behind this whole event. Marcus is going to talk on time today. And, uh, and it will be with reference to the pace of things, I'm sure, because Marcus and I have had revelations since traveling to Ikaria and living with the Greek people. And those of you in the audience who came to Greece with us this year, um, and those of you who came two years ago, um, you'll know what we're talking about. It's a life-changing event. But I don't say too much. I'd love, I do love the microphone. Um, but I will bring my best mate, Marcus Pierce, to the stage to come and share with you because he's an unbelievably generous guy, an unbelievably nice guy. Put your hands together, stand up, round of applause, standing ovation for Marcus Pierce. (laughs) 
You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Legend. I just put Damo on the spot then and said, can you do my... I said to Brett, can you do my intro? Then I said, actually, Damo, can you do my intro? Because I want to talk about time. And we've just come back to Ikeria. I've just come back from Ikeria, which I'll talk about in a moment. But um, it's kind of... Um, it's actually a joke that I'm talking about time, because if you've seen me this weekend, time is like my enemy all weekend. It's my absolute enemy. Um, who, just to show hands, who had, like, before uh, you came here this weekend, you've got no idea who I am or you've never heard me speak. Be honest, it's like a real fun. Cool. Good, good, good. Uh, you're never going to get this time back. Some of you are going to think I'm a crackpot junkie after 30 minutes from now, okay? I talk a million miles a minute, which you've probably already gathered, um, but I am going to share a very brief background as to why I feel so strongly about what I'm talking about, and hopefully you find that it ties in a lot with what you've already listened to over the weekend. Um, this is Yanin Yoana. So Damo and I go to Ikaria every year. It's a Greek island. It's a blue zone. If any of you used to watch Oprah, the blue zones became famous when Oprah interviewed a man called Dan Butner. National Geographic and Dan Butner identified five parts of the world that experience greater longevity than anywhere else in the world. Okay? It's Ikaria, which is this little Greek island near the Turkish coast, Sardinia in Italy, Loma Linda in California, uh, Okinawa in Japan, and uh, Nicoya in Costa Rica. And so every year, Damo and I take 20 people to this little island of Ikaria. We only got back a month ago or six weeks ago, and so this is very fresh. I went over there for the second time thinking, I've got this place sorted, we know everyone, we know how it works, we know the culture, we slip right in. I was more stressed the second time than I was the first time. It actually blew my mind. I actually was so complacent going, anyone ever been complacent Then you get a kick in the guts? Right? So I got a kick in the guts around time. And I've been thinking about this uh, ever since we got back. Uh, we took, my wife and, and my three children came this time for this trip. I really wanted uh, to see how the kids would go in a really different Greek island. It's not whitewashed buildings and blue roofs and all the rest of it. It's a very different place. But I've been thinking a lot about the world and life since this trip to Ikaria. And I really am besotted with how obsessed we've become with achieving results, whether it's with our health or our wellness, um, or any area of our life in a very short space of time. We've become hyper impatient, and a large part of the reason for that impatience, in my mind, is uh, social media, is our uh, culture. And I wanted to share with you something that I've been thinking about for the last few weeks. And I'll do it through some stories, I'll do it through a few points, and I'm going to get off the stage to bring up the next person. I've been thinking a lot about seven years. Who here is into like seven year riches, seven year cycles, seven year this, seven year that, right? I don't care if you give no credence to this seven years stuff. All I want you to think about is a long time rather than a little space of time. Most of us are trying to get something done in seven seconds or seven weeks or seven months. I want you to think about seven years. So I'm just going to paint a story, the only way I know how is to share my story, and then we'll get into the point. 1999, all right? That's 2013, 1999. Pimply, pasty, overweight, Xavier College, just down the road here in Kew, had no idea about health and wellness, Vegemite toast for breakfast, cocoa pops, you know, mint pie with two mint slices for morning tea, a Vegemite sandwich that I didn't eat for lunch, uh, barbecue shapes for afternoon tea, you know the drill, right? Just a very, what I would call a typical Australian child growing up, right? Uh, no idea about health and wellness. Um, met my wife, my now wife Sarah, who's a chiropractor, whilst I was a smoking, drinking, workaholic journalist. All I loved was football. All I wanted to do was talk about football. I wanted to be the next Bruce McAvaney, Eddie Maguire. I knew I was going to be a journalist or commentator or whatever you want to call it from a very early age. 
I'm going to cut this short. Work to the footy show. Some of you will hate that. Some of you will love that, depending on what you think about sport. But I love sport. So for me, this was like my dream job in sport. I was smoking, I was drinking, and then I fell in love, which was so inconvenient at the time, because... I went to Western Australia, Fremantle, to see my best friend from university. If you're in Melbourne, who you watches Channel 9 News? Alicia Loxley. Who knows Alicia Loxley? Anyone? So Alicia Loxley is my best friend from uni. We both did journalism together. I go over to WA to see Alicia. Uh, Sarah, my wife, goes over to WA to see her friend, Alison Young. If those of you in the Cairo world, you know Alison Young. It used to be Alison Scott. Alicia and Ali have become friends in Frio through another mutual friend, and I just happened to be over on holiday at the same time as my now wife, Sarah. I actually went over to Fremantle to sleep with as many girls as I could before I went to my football show, my footy show job, because that was a new job, and I couldn't pick up to save myself. I'm terrible at picking up anyway. I'm going into these pubs and nightclubs with Alicia Loxley, my wife, and Alison Young, with one guy and three girls. I already looked like I had three girlfriends, so I couldn't pick up to save myself. But the best thing about it was the girls were hanging it on me because I wasn't picking up. But I started to generate this wonderful friendship with Sarah because apparently she had a guy back in Melbourne. We got talking and we fell in love. Long story short, we got married. We went over to Europe. That little cottage there is where this whole health and wellness thing happened. Seven years after 1999, right? 2006, we're in that cottage. See that little cottage? 100 acres in a little town called Donegal Town in Ireland. I'm sitting down watching that TV for three dimensions. No one watches boxy TVs anymore. And Sarah and I are having dinner, and Sarah goes, oh my gosh, that's Damo. And I'm like, who's Damo? I was like, Damo, Damo, I went to uni with Damo. What's he doing on TV? So we're watching this show. It's called Downsize Me. It's like the most serialised health show in the entire known universe. With Damien Christoph, when he had hair as the host, it came out of New Zealand because Damo had moved to New Zealand. This was seven years after 1999. We go all health obsessed, turned into a raging vegan. I stopped drinking for six or seven years. Six or seven years, right? Six or seven years. Vegan, no, no, uh, no drinking, no grog. I'd given up the fags. Um, when I was at the footy show, I'd gone from MP and Piercy to Mung Bean. It was a whole transformation, right? But it took some time. It took some time. Get married. 2006 to 2013, another seven years. Not seven seconds, not seven weeks, not seven months. Seven years, over 2,000 days. Get married. Start a chiropractic and wellness centre down in Wonthaggy. That was our first wellness summit. There were four people there. Me, Sarah, invited the mayor to cut the cord. Uh, our CA, chiropractic assistant, and I think our mums and dads. No one, no one came, right? All right. That was our first wellness summit, though, I promise. Uh, started having kids, right? Seven years, seven years. Not seven weeks, not seven months, not seven seconds. Seven years. Then 2014, about seven or eight years later, moved up to Byron Bay. Sarah felt like a terrible mum and a terrible chiropractor. She was trying to do both. All she wanted to do was be a mum. A very socially, culturally unpopular choice. She'd gone to uni for five years. She'd been practising chiropractic for ten years, but she wasn't happy. Who, hands up if you're working, you're ring off doing all these things that everyone else says you're so good at, but you don't feel fulfilled. Right? <laughs> like half the room. It takes courage. It takes courage. She made the courageous choice. We both loved the idea of moving to Byron Bay. We moved to Byron Bay 2014, had more babies. I don't think that's stopping for the time being. Started doing wellness summits. Okay? And so that little first wellness summit in Wonthaggy in 2008 ends up being this. What are we up? 2018. 10 years. Ten, not 10 seconds, as Instagram might tell you, not 10 weeks, not 10 months, 10 years. How much time are you giving yourself to transform? How much time? 
Because I don't tell you this to gloat. Please don't take this to gloat. People come up to me and say, your story's amazing. I think my story's boring as all get out. I've had this sheltered life. No one's died. No one's had cancer. No one's this. I literally have had the cruisiest life. All I want to do is show the process of time. Because in Ikaria, in Ikaria, right? Here's Damo and I the other week. There's Joanna, right? There's, there's men on the left. There's Damo pulling our moves, all right? Now, in Ikaria... The epicenter of longevity, you might just want to turn the volume down on that, sorry. This is just off my iPhone, so apologies, there's a few family photos in here. This is in Nicaragua. The epicenter of longevity, which doesn't have, it has 25% less cancer, 50% less heart disease, 75% less dementia. The epicenter of longevity. They don't worry Poor about time. They're happy. They're fulfilled. Just raise the volume just a touch. Karen's here, Karen's in our timekeeper here, she's dancing at the Panagetti, okay? But these guys are happy. They're really happy. And they're not worried about the time. They don't wear watches. If they've got something to do, they don't go just do it now, they say just do it tomorrow. Honest to goodness, that's their mantra. Just do it tomorrow. The festivals that we go to are on the weekdays, and all of the workers leave work to go to the festival and catch up with the community. What is your attachment to time? And are you giving yourself enough time to transform the way you want to? Because I have to put a sweeping statement over humanity. We want everything done yesterday, including our health and our wellness and our fulfillment and everything else. So I a baby is a perfect example. It's nine months. There's not much you can do about it. We can try, as, as Cindy and Dame were saying yesterday, but there's not much we can do about it. We've got to let nature take its course, and your own health, wellness, fulfillment, and transformation is the same. So just look at this seven-year business, all right? If you're into TCM, who loves traditional Chinese medicine? Seven-year cycles, particularly the females. It's eight for men, seven for women. You can have a look at the cycles. Seven-year cycles. Saturn returns. Who are the astrologists? Damo and I love talking about this. Who are the astrologists? What's Saturn returns? 28 years? 28 and a half? And every seven years, there's a major, major, major development. A tumour. A tumour, how long can a tumour take to develop? Seven years. Seven years. If you love a great book, read the book called Mastery by Robert Greene. It talks about an apprenticeship, a true apprenticeship, seven years before an apprentice becomes a master. Not a six-month course to become a health professional. Look at Damo and Cindy. Damo's done chiropractic, naturopathy. 20 years allows him to be the rock star of wellness. 20 years. Cindy, the godmother, the grandmother, whatever I like to call it, the industry. It's time that allows that to happen. Time. Kids, those kids, time. Why have I put that photo there? Anyway, <laughs> seven years. Well, May is eight. Maybe that's what I put up there. Maybe that's what I put up there. Rudolph Steiner. Our kids go to a Steiner school. Well, what, do you, what do you think about it? I don't care. All I know is that Steiner, it's all about seven years. When the kids turn seven, it's all... Oh, that's why I put that picture there, because what do we say about kids? You've got to give them seven years, right? Isn't it? You've got to be with them for seven years. And then you can... What's the line? My words are everywhere. What's about the first seven years? They are sponges for seven years. But the example that we set, particularly over the first seven years of our children's life, is the most powerful example moving forward. And particularly if you've become a parent, you will realise how much your parents had an influence on you as you raise your kids. And sometimes you realise that it's genetic and there's nothing you can do about it. Anyway, so I ask you, are you prepared to believe in the magic of seven years? If you go, not seven years, I go, well, are you prepared to believe in the magic of just a little bit more time 
in seven seconds, seven weeks, seven months. Are you prepared to be patient? If you are, don't listen to these guys. Don't listen to the influencers. You'll hardly see Damo on Instagram spruiking about a green juice that he's having. We're not sexy. We don't have big boobs. We don't have six packs. We're not 21. We don't do influencing very well. We don't. But you know what? Someone said, I always talk about this. Someone said once, I don't want to be on the wellness couch because they're not cool enough. They're a bit daggy. And, and the guys, Lawrence, Damo, Brett, they're like, oh my gosh. I was like, guys, we've got to celebrate our dagginess because we're just real human beings. We don't give a shit about looking good. Yeah! Celebrate being daggy because it's real. It's really real. And every single one of you, every single one of you, I feel like, and everyone said this this weekend, this venue and the people here, does everyone feel like you're amongst friends? We're all amongst friends. And I, and I said it to Wes last night at dinner. I said, mate, when you said we're all one single organism, do you remember when Kay, Kay was about here and said, Kay, we're all one organism here? I was like, that's exactly what it is. But when we get obsessed with time, we feel disconnected from everything and everyone. Would you agree? Everything and everyone. We feel alone. We feel like we're trying to do everything ourselves. We feel the burden of weight of expectation on our shoulders. And we don't feel like we can succeed at anything. And so I want to ask you, if you were to believe in the magic of time, would you go and watch The Secret? Who watched The Secret? Now, don't get me wrong, I love The Secret. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. I put it on every morning whilst I was making breakfast for years. Years and years. And I remember, I've got this here, I wrote my check to myself for $1 million. And I woke up every morning, that's The Secret check. Paid in advance with gratitude, of course, signed from the universe. And every morning I said, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire in six weeks. I don't know how it's coming, but in six weeks I'm going to be a millionaire. Only if I believe it enough and if I'm grateful enough and I do my mantras and I write in my gratitude journal and then I meditate in the morning and just meditate on the million dollars, it will come. <laughs> didn't happen. You know why? Why didn't it happen? It's time, time, time. Oh, you know my mantra? I have got so much time to be a millionaire. I've got so much time. If I was working 200-hour weeks, which some people are trying to do, with three kids, eight, five, and two, and a wife, you know what? I might make a million-dollar business doing a 200-hour week, but guess what? I would be broke in every other area of my life. I am a multi-billionaire in my life. I might not be a multi-millionaire in my bank account, but a multi-billionaire in my life. And every single one of you here are multi-billionaires in your life. If you can define the challenges in your life as opportunities to realise the wealth of your existence. Every single one of us. But if you do watch something like The Secret, it is very easy to go, yes, I can do it in five minutes flat as long as I believe that I can. But I'm here to tell you, what you think you believe and what you truly believe are miles and miles apart. And I encourage you, and the challenge is, and I know we bang on about how much we love the wellness breakthrough, I'm not here to sell you on the breakthrough. All I'm here to sell you on is you must give yourself the time, the intimate time with yourself to create the vision of the next seven years or whatever it is that you want. It's very hard if you're going home tonight to cook dinner for the kids and put the washing on for tomorrow so that your uniforms for the kids are done and the school lunch boxes, and I can hear the collective growing going, yes, 
I don't even bring it up. It's very hard to discover the meaning of the next seven years of your life in that process. You may, but it's highly unlikely. So I want to encourage you. Again, you don't have to come to the wellness breakthrough, but that is the type of place where you do identify what the next chapter of your life is. You may already have a way to do it. I just want you to do it. I want you to do it. My biggest beef on any health, wellness, personal growth event is that a percentage of you, and it's sadly too high, will go out of this room and go, what a great weekend! And you'll go home and nothing will change because you're scared, because you're overwhelmed, because you feel lonely. We bring everyone together to get rid of all of that, to help with all of that, to bring the community together, to bring the belief in each other. But if you can believe that it's going to take some time and you've got a community around you to do it, I tend to think you're more likely to do it. Now, this isn't just what I think. Darwin, Charles Darwin, godfather of evolution, studied barnacles. Anyone know what barnacles are? He studied barnacles for seven years. I'm serious. Mozart, we do the seven thing. When he was 21, he was, he was five when he did his first concert. He's going away, doing his concert. He goes, Dad, I'm sick of concerts. You're just using me like a puppet. You're just trying to feed the family by me playing the piano. I want to compose music. So at 21, he's off being a puppet in Vienna. He calls his dad or whatever he does when, back then. He says, Dad, gets him on the iPhone, sends him a WhatsApp. Dad, I'm not coming home. I'm not, I'm not a performer. I'm a composer. I'm not your puppet anymore. You can support me or you cannot support me. Now, sadly for that story, Mozart's dad never forgave him. But I think the courage of Mozart to do what he did is something we get to enjoy every single day of the week when we're exposed to his music and the legacy of his music. Sometimes being exceptional takes a hell of a lot of courage and guts. A whole lot of G&D to really make your life the best life for you. If you're prepared to do it and give it the time to breathe, you'll never look back. Who knows Temple Grandin? All right, who's got Netflix? Come on, it's okay, it's all right, there we go. <laughs> the very next movie you watch is called Temple Grandin. It's by Claire Danes, T-E-M-P-L-E-G-R-A-N-D-I-N. She's featured in the book Mastery that Robert Greene wrote. Temple Grandin, autistic, autistic as they come. You don't get any more autistic than Temple Grandin. The world was against her. They wanted to put her into a home. There was no hope and all of the rest of it. She defied so many parts of society to live the life that she knew she was destined to live. She has redefined, and if Cindy was here, I, I'm, I know I've told Cindy about this. I've called her when I watched this and banged on about it. Just watch it because it is very highly linked to health and wellness. It's very highly linked to your life purpose. And if you know someone with an autistic child or you have an autistic child and you think that is the hardest thing ever, please watch that movie. Please watch that movie. Then I bring you Exhibit D, Damien Christoph. He's been in the industry for years, not weeks. He hasn't done a six-month course and come up and told us how to live our lives, okay? Time in the market. Joanna, she's in her 80s. She's in Ikaria right now. What's the time? She's asleep. It's okay. Joanna's asleep. When she gets up this morning, she'll probably get some goat's cheese from the yard. She'll probably get some strawberries that are growing. She might sweep the balcony, okay? She probably doesn't have much money in the bank. She's not losing any sleep over it whatsoever. She lives in a village of 75 people. They are all related. They're all cousins. They're all nieces, nephews. They're all descendants. They're all some way related. She feels loved. She feels supported. She feels cared for. 
When you feel loved, supported and cared for, do you really worry about how much money's in the bank? Whereas in our poor society, we just worry about how much money is in the bank and then we worry even more that we're not loved, supported and cared for. Thank you. Anyone know who that is? Who? Anyone know? No, I don't want you to know. All right, you ready for copyright laws? Who's seen this movie? Who's seen this? This is the second movie you watch after Temple Grandin. All right. Okay, so that picture is of Michael Gracie with Hugh Jackman. Michael Gracie went to the same school that I did. No one knows who he is. He's a director of The World's Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Now, that movie is breaking all of the records, particularly the soundtrack, which is we played that song yesterday at the beginning of the summit. I am obsessed with this movie, but I am more obsessed with the backstory behind the movie because... Hold on. Because... Before The World's Greatest Showman, and any of you that know your music in Australia, you may know this song. This is what Michael Gracie was directing. How am I supposed to live in a world full of politics? Anyone know this song? It's okay if you don't. It's okay. One. Hands up if you know this song. Does this look like The World's Greatest Showman? That was made in the 90s, right? That was made in the 90s. And then that Michael Gracie directed that film clip, right? Because he loves film and music. And then he gets asked to do an ad for Lipton Iced Tea in Japan, okay? And who does he meet when he's directing the ad of Lipton Iced Tea? But Hugh Jackman, all right? So they start doing their thing. Hugh has his iced tea. He feels amazing because it's got so many good ingredients in it, doesn't it? (laughs) All that white sugar. He wants to dance. Give him a clap. Give him a clap. Give you a clap. Alright? Because that's what happens when you have iced tea, right? That's what happens. But here's the thing. Hugh and Michael Gracie get to know each other. Hugh says, mate, you're a ripping bloke. Let's make a movie together. Because I know you know a thing or two about music and film. And I really want to bring a, a musical, a theatrical musical to life in Hollywood. So, Hugh, I didn't bring it up here. Hugh Jackman believes for three years straight... He said, and you can just Google it, Hugh Jackman said, for three years, stuff all was happening, but I knew we were making this movie. I knew we were making this movie. Do you know how long it took Hugh Jackman and Michael Gracie to make The World's Greatest Showman from start to finish? Seven years. That's vision. That's vision. It's not just a nice conversation, right? It's vision. It's persistence. It's resilience. Even though they're dealing with millions of dollars, people didn't want to fund the movie. Oh, no, it's a musical. No one watches musicals in a, the- in, a, in a cinema. They might go to the theatre. It comes out and breaks all the records. So it should because they were persistent. They were persistent. How persistent are you at change? As people have set up here, you can do the four-week program with Damo and Wendy. You can do Cindy's protocol. But I'm not interested about what happens then. What happens after then? Because that's where your persistence is really tested. Really tested. I don't know why I've got that there. Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm asking you to be grateful. There's Yanni. There's Joanna. There's their new TV, right? They never watch it. Who would watch a TV that old? That big square box. Do you remember those big square box TVs? No one has them anymore, do they? Hands up if you have one of them. Just so I know. Anyone. 
Do you watch it? No, of course you don't. Do you watch it? You do? Okay. Well, one. One out of 600. My point here is that why would you watch that? Why would you watch it when you've got all of these wonderful people around? You can catch up with friends and family. You can do things. You want to create if you're up for it. If you feel grateful about where you can go in your life. Gandhi said a healthy discontent is a prelude to progress. If you can develop gratitude for all the cool stuff in your life, but then a healthy discontent for all the things you want to improve. A healthy discontent, not an unhealthy discontent. You get unhealthy discontent by getting your phone out tonight, looking at Instagram, looking at Facebook, and go, I'm discontent with my life because look what they're doing. Don't have an unhealthy discontent. Thank you, Kathy. A healthy discontent. Healthy, healthy. This is my beautiful wife. She's an angel. My angel sent from heaven. We found a massive sunflower field in France a few weeks or months ago, whenever it was, and we pulled off the side of the road because Sarah said, I want to get a photo in the field. Not of the field, in the field. There were bee stings, there were tears. That was that moment. <laughs> you think it looks romantic and amazing, but it was stressful and frenetic. That's the truth, right? That's life. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. It wasn't like that. What I love about this, what I love about this, we, wouldn't have, we, went, we went away for six weeks. We had Icaria and on either side we had three weeks. And my beautiful wife, she's at home with the kids right now, okay? I go, shit, how does she do it? I'd go nuts. But she loves it. She loves it. Yes, it's hard. It's hard work. But she made an unpopular choice. A courageous choice. And I thought about this when I was putting these slides together. We couldn't have gone away for six weeks if Sarah was working as a chiropractor, stressed out, not happy, but working and bringing in more money and all of the rest of it. We're in less money, but way more fulfillment. Way more fulfillment. Because we're not using her, what is it, her professional income. But we almost get her spiritual income or whatever you want to call it. We get something far richer that we can create magic moments. That wasn't magic, but we create <laughs> moments. We create moments that we can all create when we're living our truth, but it just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of time. All right, so I'm going to ask you, making a decision, a decision, and we all make them, will take you seven seconds, not even seven seconds, like one second, right? A decision doesn't take long. It's the commitment to the decision that I encourage you to sign up for. The commitment to the decision. If you buy a Zazen water system this weekend, that'll take you three minutes. But please go home and use the bloody thing. Pull it out of the box and use it and educate your family and do something with it. I know people that well, one year we had Thermomix here and we had all these other things and someone sent me an email going, I bought a Thermomix, I bought a blender, I bought this, I bought that, and they're also sitting in the box. Now, honestly, because they were overwhelmed, I'm asking you right now to consciously create your life, not my life, your life, your life, your life. Write your script, because here's the thing. We have an incredible peer group right in here. That is no filter, hashtag no filter, right? I don't know if the colours come out on the big screen. This is in Ikaria just a few weeks ago. You know what everyone loves most about the trip to Ikaria? It's not a trip where you feel like you found the elixir of youth. It's not what it's found. It's not what it's there for. You know what people love the most? The peer group. They love the people that live. So, so Carolyn, so Carolyn is here. She, 
That, so Carolyn, our timekeeper, is right in the corner there. Who, where's Jenny there? And then we've got Jenny. Jenny. Is that Jenny in the yellow there? And then Julie, who won the prize earlier. Anyway, they all live in Australia, and we all go to the other side of the world for 10 days, and the thing they love the most is all the quality time that we have together. So don't get me wrong. If you ever come to Ikaria with us, fantastic. But it's this that we want you to have. It's the peer group. It's the peer group. It's knowing that you will prioritise, stuff the TV, invite a friend over for a cup of tea and ask him how the bloody hell are you? Maybe turn off the TV and ask your husband or your wife or your kids, how are you going? Like, really? How are you going? Do you want to just chat and talk shit? Do you want to just get some chamomile tea or a glass of wine? Half a block of Loving Earth chocolate or some incredible chocolate or something great. A primal alternative chocolate cookie and just chew the fat. All right, last one. I'm getting off now, I promise. Damo, Ikaria, 2016. Gus works at the winery where Homer wrote parts of the Odyssey. Gus, uh, Damo says, uh, Gus says, what do you do? Damo says, I'm a chiropractor. Chiro, what? Chiropractor, what's that? Get on the table, I'll show you. Bang. Best thing ever. It was incredible. Come back two years later. Go back to the winery. Gus, he's broken his friggin' leg. He's, he goes, Damo, Damo. <laughs> I was like, you want an adjustment? I'll pick it up here. Volume up. <laughs> Get the book. That can only happen with time. That can only happen. Those guys have seen each other two days in the last 750 days and there's a mutual love and respect there all because of time. The time that Damo's put into his craft over the years, the time that we've spent with Gus over there to develop a relationship, the fact that they haven't seen each other for two years and there's a mutual connection. I want you to engender that with people here. I want you to. All right, just take a photo of this. I'm not going to talk about it. If you love to read, buy the books. I'm about to get off, I promise. Um, I mean, you'll get the slides, you'll get the slides, you get the slides. Done, 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 done. You write the script, guys. Your life is a script. Alfred Hitchcock said there's only one, three things you need for a great, for a great movie. A great script, a great script, and a great script. If your life is a movie, who's writing the script? Are your parents writing the script? Is your mum? Are your sisters? Are you, is your boss? Are your kids? You're the director. You're the lead act. You write the script. Thanks so much for being here this weekend, folks. May the rest of your life be the best of your life. Over and out. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.